Welcome to day five of the story that changes everything. The reading for today is Genesis chapters 13 through 15. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. Genesis chapter 13 opens with what scholars sometimes refer to as a quarrel narrative. Conflicts or quarrels developing among expanding family clans around scarce resources were not unusual in the ancient world, and they'll appear again in the scriptural text. But in this story, the divide between Abram and Lot, clearly Abram is viewed as the more magnanimous of the two. He gives Lot a choice of which direction he wants to go. And although Lot's choice isn't clearly immoral, he perhaps should have deferred to the seniority of Abram. And then he chooses the what appears to be the easier of the two to live on. And Sodom and Gomorrah happens to be down at the bottom of the hill, which may give us some sense of where the trajectory of Lot's story is going. But most importantly, what Lot receives by choice, Abram goes and receives by gift from God. Chapter 14 narrates the first specific war or battle in the Bible. A dispute, perhaps about paying tribute to other nations and rulers, arises. Unfortunately, Lot gets swept up in it as a prisoner of war. Verse 12 of chapter 14 hints at an important shift in the story of Lot. The verse quickly mentions that Lot had moved into the city of Sodom. Initially, Lot had moved that direction, but now he seems to be a citizen of the city. Interestingly, Abram in the text becomes a kind of warrior to go out and redeem Lot from captivity. And after rescuing Lot, Abram and his men leave with a fair amount of plunder. Abram encounters two kings, the king of Sodom and the king-slash-priest of Salem, Melchizedek. Now, Melchizedek, the king and priest of Salem, blesses Abram and receives a tithe from Abram in response. On the flip side, the king of Sodom makes demands upon Abram. Certainly later in the Bible, the writer of Hebrews will see God's unique activity in this king-slash-priest Melchizedek. Perhaps we can also see hints of the parable of the sheep and the goats in Matthew 25 in how the nations treat God's people when they are vulnerable. Salem, perhaps the root of the later word Jerusalem, blesses God's people and receives a blessing. Sodom, on the other hand, misuses God's people and as a nation will keep falling under divine judgment. Maybe one of the most important chapters in Genesis is chapter 15. In it, God makes a covenant with Abram. Notice, first of all, how Abram feels free to express his complaints to God. The promise has not yet been fulfilled and Abram holds God to account. In response, God does not get angry or offended, but just reaffirms the promise that he has made to Abram. The word for covenant comes from the word meaning to cut, and so they cut a covenant by cutting up animals. In this odd ceremony, it appears to mean that God will accept that same fate, the fate that has happened to these animals in this covenant, if God does not keep his promise to Abram. Verse 6 says, Abram believed that becomes a model of faith, not just for Israel, but it also becomes a model of faith later for the Apostle Paul in the book of Romans. Let me make just one perhaps odd reflection on verses 13 and 14. In the text, God tells Abram about the future. And in the future, there will be the enslavement of Abram's ancestors, but God will redeem them and bring them back to this land. Now, Because the biblical texts were communal and often added to by scribes later in their history, it is possible that God in this moment told Abram about this future exodus event that will happen and how God will redeem it. However, it might also be possible 
that scribes added that to the narrative later so that those who had lived through the Exodus would connect God's covenant faithfulness to Abraham with God's faithfulness to them in bringing them out of bondage in Egypt and out of slavery. So if you're following that, if this is a later addition in the text, perhaps it's not unjust for us to insert our own story into the text as well. In other words, it may be very appropriate to imagine God saying to Abram in that moment, Abram, several centuries from now, your ancestor Scott will be going through X, Y, and Z, but in the same way that I have been faithful to you, I will be covenantally faithful to him. That may mean as you read the text today, you can insert your own moment of challenge, of struggle into the text. And in the same way that God was faithful to Abram, we can be assured that God will be faithful to us. I love that. These are powerful and significant texts that we're reading today. So read them carefully. Read looking for things you've never seen before. Listen to what the Spirit might say to you through the text today. Journal some of your reflections. List out some of your questions. Write out some of your prayers and be reminded of God's covenantal faithfulness to you today. Just a reminder, tomorrow's reading is Genesis chapter 16 through 18. I'll see you tomorrow.